All right. Uh, this is a podcast called Serious Business. It is designed to give me immense psychic damage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hello, and welcome to Serious Business, a podcast where we experience Andrew Hussey's Homestuck together. My name is Fish Stench Footreek. My name is Blunderbuss Piss Truck. And I'm some bullshit that I named myself. Rat Think Cat Boy. There it is. There we are. Yeah, I I feel like Cat Boy is maybe not the the thing you want to be going for at this moment. But I don't know. Cat Boys are pretty great. It is the zeitgeist that I am pursuing. Yeah, but I, I also... Hmm. Catboy spelled with an I is also a different thing than, I guess, the, the zeitgeist. Listen, right? if Bastion wants to be a catboy, we need to support him in being a catboy. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon and get me some cat ear headphones. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but for real, my name is Sam and my pronouns are he, him. My name is Samariel and my pronouns are they, them. My name is Bastion, and my pronouns are he, they. The full spectrum there. All right. Or half. What's up? Whatever. Not quite. Not quite. We'll, we'll get some she, they's, and she, hers as guests on at some point once we find oh, people. I would love to. Love it. So I suppose we should state that um, I believe both of you are fans slash are at least familiar and have read Homestuck before. I have not, and uh, am going into this completely blind. I have no idea what this is about, or who we will be meeting. I know very vague general information that I have learned from Osmosis of being on Tumblr in the years that Homestuck was popular, but I am in for a buckwild ride. That is what I have been told. Why don't you start by saying, what do you know about Homestuck, Sam? Oh god, okay. I think there's a guy named John, um, which is, you know, welcome to every podcast ever. I know there's a gal named like Rose Lamond or something like that. Um, I, I know this is true. I know there's somebody named Jack Noir because when my sister named her cat Jack Noir, people called her a dirty homestuck, but she's also never read homestuck. <laughs> It was just that his name was Blackjack when she adopted him and she just wanted to make it fancy. So I know that's a thing. I know this is a guy called Dave who wears cool sunglasses and is kind of cool, maybe, or possibly a bastard. What an accurate <laughs> representation of the spiders right there. I, I, yeah, he got it in one. And I think he lives in a house on like stilts or something. That might be a thing I've seen. I don't know. Um, I know there's like trolls and they've all got weird names and horns and are associated with the Zodiac and yeah. only chat in leet speak. Um, I don't know any of the plot. All I know is vague impressions of characters that I have seen. I think someone tried to explain it to me once upon a time and they mentioned like like interdimensional chess game or something which sounded cool as hell so i have a lot of vague impressions of characters and things that may or may not come up i 
don't know anything about the story. I know there's something about April 13 that people don't like. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, don't like because that's the day it started. Like, Oh, okay. So we'll, we'll get the beginning of hell. All right. Okay. <laughs> like I said, I know nothing. April 13th, 2009, a day that will forever live in infamy. Mm. Mm-hmm. I know, Bastion, you cosplayed as a Homestuck character when we went to GR Comic-Con together that one year. Yes. Who was that? Uh, that was Dave Strider, the sort okay. of cool, sort of bastard man. Okay, yes, cool. thank you for bringing up uh, in the first episode the time I got glomped <laughs> at Comic-Con. <laughs> Clear, like Dave is maybe the easiest character to cosplay as. You need like yeah, I mean pair of sunglasses. Like a, it was like a red baseball T-shirt. It's the second day of Comic Con. Okay, uh, I I wore my real costume the first day, and I was like, eh, I have a cape, I have a red shirt, fuck it. Oh, you're low key. You're low key Dave Strider cosplay. Yeah. Now I have done another homeset cosplay, but that will remain a secret that I will. Uh, honestly you could pay me but it it reveals too much about me more even than i knew bastion was it briska uh no but that's closer than i want you to be (laughs) (laughs) i am so excited and terrified Uh, yeah, but we are a long way off from... Yeah, we should maybe circle back around to what we were planning to talk about. Uh, All right, let's which, do Which, like, boys. we've sort of been doing, I guess. Yeah. We're talking about our approaches to the text in several different meanings of that phrase. So we already talked a little bit about how we're approaching it sort of in terms of our history with it. Like, Sam and I have already read it, and Samariel has not what's up Sebastian when did you like first get it like when did you read Homestuck because you got me into Homestuck and I read it I like caught up during the gigapause which I guess we'll also probably talk about at some point I honestly do not remember exactly when it was um I believe it was either the summer of 2012 or the summer of 2013. Um, I, I think it was close to the start of the Gigapause because I did not realize that it was updating until much later than I probably should have. And it did take me a full summer to read and then kept going for three more years. Same here. And I read it on my iPod Touch at a time the site was not yet mobile accessible, which was... yeah. Not the full Homestuck experience. No, no. So, I, I read a, a large swath of it similarly on my iPod Touch, a not insignificant amount in the work bathroom. Um, so, uh, <laughs> you, you were know, that dedicated you had to read it in a bathroom? I just did not want to shelve any more CDs, okay? that You know what? Valid, valid. <laughs> It's not even like you were it, like the site was updating and you were like, is there an update as you were like using the bathroom? It's that you like were reading it in the bathroom. <laughs> no, I was like, the break room is five floors up and I don't 
feel comfortable with any of my coworkers because I am the most introverted high schooler here. And so I am going to take my 15 minute break in the bathroom. And that's just how I was as a child. You know what, Valid? I've definitely read some fanfic in the bathroom. Um, so that is one way you can approach a text in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, hey. Great. Um, but to perhaps get back to what we were saying about like iPod touches. Um, mm, yeah. So there have been a number of ways to engage with Homestuck as a text over the years. Firstly, it was hosted on the MS Paint Adventures website, a website that was not optimized for mobile use. I think maybe there's there's like a one way, like two two ways to engage with it as it was on the site because first, like it was just the experience of reading it on the site. And second, if you were reading it live, then the, the fan base was rather active on like Formspring, I think, early, but like definitely Tumblr and, and some other sites. And so there was kind of a culture of like, oh, a new character is introduced. Let's see how fast, like, because there was a rush to be like the first person to cosplay mm -hmm. that. Um, and I and I kind of got a little bit of that once I like was reading with the live update. People would make memes about updates and, and point out like the larger implications of things of, of little comments that characters were making even before the comic went in and like pointed those things out more obliquely, I guess. It was really cool to like be a part of like the web culture that was creating things around this live update system in a way that like if you were just reading it on the website, you definitely were not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the the first time I ever heard of Homestuck was the Idea Channel made a video about yeah. how yeah, that's um, a good one. Yeah, about how Homestuck might be the new Ulysses because it is so bizarre and like kind of difficult to attach to. Um, just in in terms of like what was considered a traditional like web comic webtoon sort of a thing this is very much not that and he was like yeah there's like flash games that you have to do there's like yeah. it, it's which fascinated me it like went as far to becoming an arg as it could without actually being an arg yeah except for the arg that was actually anyway never mind oh, um, oh okay i'm learning things yeah that wasn't like part of the comic it was like a separate thing um but then also there are, can I hold up? I have it right here. You got this. Here. Are you this trying to my, hold something up on an audio medium? Yes, this is my printed Homestuck book that I'm like fanning the pages through. Um, Beautiful. Uh, there were three books published of Acts 1, 2, and 3, respectively, by Topatico, Topatotoko, right? I don't know how to pronounce that word. Topatoko? Yeah. Whatever. Thank the ones you. that I have. Um, the ones that you have. And then after the comic ended, MSPA, and, and they entered into a partnership with Viz Media to help like preserve Homestuck. Um, because, I mean, here we are living in 2021, which is kind of weird to say, but like Flash is dead now. R.I.P. Flash. But large oh. portions of Homestuck were made in Flash. And so like, thank you to... Uh, what Pumpkin and Viz Media for like updating the Homestuck site to 
survive so people can read the comic still. Yeah, because that was the thing that really interested me when I like heard about Homestuck for the first time was that it it's something that's really using the online medium. Yeah. Because I did know that it got turned into like books and graphic novels and something that big obviously is going to get, you know, converted like that. But like, yeah. as people have said, like the true quote-unquote true homestuck experience is online which is very curious there was actually an article published by the atlantic uh in 2015 um called a story that could only be told online which talks about how like homestuck and and i think a few other pieces of media perhaps um 17,776 as well are like the only pieces of media that i am like have interacted with and, and and familiar with that have used like the full capabilities of the internet mm-hmm. um and the unique thing about the internet right is that it can use every other storytelling medium that we as humans have invented up to this point for sure so like homestuck uses text and images and film and audio and like games even and and because of that it has the ability to like jump between the different mediums in order to best tell the story or or to experiment in a new way, which is really cool. Yeah, I'm really excited to like play with that and see what all that means. Yeah, but the the issue, like there are three issues with this. The first, of course, is that it's hard to adapt things that are created for an online medium into an offline medium. Mm-hmm. So there are also like, in addition to the Tapatico books, there are now Viz Media books that are being released. And, and like I've read one of them and they have like nice author's commentary along the bottom uh, but i miss the music and i miss the the gifs and i miss the flash animations because yeah. the music and like seeing the characters scurry around brings so much characterization to the piece mm-hmm. and the music is good and it doesn't, it doesn't start good but it gets good it gets so good that you forget the music at the beginning was not good. It does. Except you both clearly remember this very well, apparently. Thank you, Toby Fox and James Rose. Wait, Toby Fox did the music? Megalovania is in the comic. Yes. Wait, you're shitting me. Homesick no. is the second home of Megalovania. That's Before Undertale. Fantastic. Yeah. I did not know this. I, yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah, it was it was iconic in Homestuck too. It was. And we'll get to that point. All right, cool. The second advantage or disadvantage to like being a web only format is accessibility, right? Mm-hmm. Um because it's harder for people who can't see to like experience the totality of this piece of media. Um and and there are some like very fast flashing images which could possibly trigger like seizures in some people and and without warning right yeah um, and so it's not super easy for everyone to engage with as a as a piece um being online mm-hmm. and then finally we have kind of alluded to this already but as the internet progresses right there's no guarantee that it will stay in a format conducive to reading or experiencing as we've like kind of already seen with the death of the original MSPA site. Cause on the original site, there were like ad banners. And then later on in the comics, some of those ad banners were replaced by additional panels, which was really cool reading it on that site. But now that we're on the Viz Media site, there is no 
ad banner there, which kind of takes away some of the, like the, oh, the fabric of the website is changing stuff. Mm-hmm. That's my Wait, does that Does that happen? Like like a fourth wall kind of thing of like them oh. like active, like messing with the format of the website, like the characters, like, like. All right. Sorry, did you ask if um, Homestuck breaks the fourth wall? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Is that a dumb question? I don't know shit about Homestuck. Yeah, Homestuck We've established not only this. breaks the fourth wall, but also breaks the fifth wall. The fuck is the fifth wall? The fifth wall is the wall between the author and the events of the comic. Oh, okay. Alright. Uh, yeah. Um, yes, there is some interesting storytelling that happens in Homestuck. The other thing that we should note is that it was a serially published regularly updating comic yeah and it therefore suffers the same fate as all serially updating works of literature which is that it needs a goddamn editor homesuck is about 20 oh, percent no. too long and gotcha. most of that 20 percent is going to be in the first act um, oh fun yeah so. but also but also like and and we'll talk about this when we get to act one but like so much of the first act like yeah i hate it because like it does feel like it's too long but also right there was the audience interaction of hussy would post a page and then like go to the mspa forums and people would be entering text commands because the format is originally like a text-based adventure game love it um and so then he would pick which commands to illustrate and make into the page while while also having like the overarching plot. And so while there is that, yeah, this is long, I feel like to be part of the experience of like, oh, I want to suggest something. And part of that is it takes a while because people are suggesting like dumb, dumb. Uh, so people would say like text adventure, like I would like to do this thing. And then that's what would happen in the comic. Yes, which is how we have pages that are dedicated to like bleat like a goat and shit on your desk or whatever the that's fucking awesome i've only okay so i've only ever seen one other thing like that which is the john roberts or i think it's john shit if i get this name wrong i'm gonna feel so bad but i think it's john robertson's dark room twitch stream where like it is basically that but like done live as the chat players like they play as the character and people vote on which option to select that's fucking cool. I like that. Yeah, it's like there's a Twitch plays Pokemon aspect to it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, so there's that because of this. Yeah, it's long. Yeah. And I have my gripes with Act 1, but I think the most important thing it does is that it familiarizes the audience with the format mm-hmm. uh, of the comic because becoming literate in that style is is it, really it like, takes, helpful to understanding yeah and it takes some work too to get literate in the yeah. style of comic so yeah. so act one is kind of like training grounds for the audience yeah yes right. act one right. is a unguided tutorial in which you dick around a lot <laughs> and figure out how things <laughs> yeah. work yeah it's a lot of inventory management but once we get to introducing more characters it becomes easier and easier to understand like okay, we've met a new character. Now we're going to understand things about them through what's in their bedroom and like how they inventory things. Okay. Bastion, did you want to talk about how we're going to emotionally approach this text? Yeah, so I think, um, and this is based sort of mostly on my assessment. I, I would say your personal approach to this is going to be the least accessible 
But obviously, Samario is going in with mostly sort of the the fresh eyes. I'm a baby. The baby, uh, which we did intentionally. We wanted someone who could tell us, what are you doing? You are nostalgic for a thing that is very stupid. Yeah, we wanted someone who we'd be able to film the YouTube reaction videos with. (laughs) (laughs) See, the the thing I have learned about Homestuck fans, because I'm friends with a couple of folks who are like Homestuck veterans, and they're all Mm -hmm. like very self-aware of like, oh yeah, no, it's like garbage, but it's fun garbage, and we love it. Which like, I can appreciate that. And part of that is because it is like unique as a thing, right? Yeah. Oh, super. It's clearly like a phenomenon. Yeah. I would say that's a camp that I find myself uh, falling into is the sort of like, this is a piece of work that reminds me of who I was in high school. And therefore, I project a lot of my feelings about that version of myself onto this (laughs) thing, which was like a not insignificant part of my identity at that time. Yeah, Yeah. it seems like a very formative piece of work and something with this many, because it seems like there's like a lot of characters, right? Yes. So there's probably like ones for like everyone to kind of imprint on. Yes, but not only that, but within the comic, there's a framework for like defining yourself in a similar way to the characters. Okay. And like with how you inventory things or what your interests yeah. are. Yeah, really bringing in like an active player aspect to it as yeah. well is definitely going to imbue that sort of imprinting, as I said, onto that. Yeah, so, yeah. Anyways, yeah I can't believe right, we haven't brought up the fact that Homestuck is written in the second person for the majority of it. Yeah, I did not know that. So yes, you 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 are involved. So that's what um, I'm, that's what I have gathered from this chat so far. So, so when I refer to like sort of my my emotional approach to it as being like very psychic damage forward, <laughs> I exaggerate that as a way of sort of deflecting from my own reminiscence of myself. But that's maybe a little too deep. Maybe it's a, not quite like that. But um, yeah. I, I I learned to reject it, and I am hoping that this is going to be a project of learning to love it again, because I do remember reading it and being Aww. like, man, I want somebody smarter than me to explain this to me, so hopefully... And we here can... you are, years later, with a degree, let's get into it. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, I think that's really interesting for me, because, like, like, it's never really left me, and, like, yeah, there was the point of it where I was obsessed with it as I had been obsessed with Doctor Who and other aspects of nerddom. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, yes, there are good parts of Homestuck. There are definitely bad parts of Homestuck. But also there are funny things and there are like things that are just inherently interesting. But like to me, the thing that is most interesting about it is the story structure and the way it is told. And maybe that's because I'm a media studies major, right? Like, but like, because it is a unique way of telling a story. Yeah. And so one of the things that I did during quarantine was I I went back and I kind of read it backwards. Okay. I knew the point where Act 6, Act 6 started. So then I read like the acts before that. And I was like, okay, here's how we are setting everyone up to enter Act 6, Act 6. And then I read the act before that. And I was like, okay, here's how we're setting up to like get to the next plot point. And it was really interesting because once you 
see, especially like towards the end of the story structure, like if there were like specific points that were like dictated, like, okay, when we get to this act, here's where we need to be with all these characters. You really get to the point where you can see those things, specifically with like heading into act six, act six, and, and the stuff that comes before that, but also within the final Yes, there are acts and sub-acts, and it's ridiculous. I um, have seen a lot of memes about the act structure, especially in the year 2020. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, people drawing the, the similarities, which I uh, I did appreciate. So I, I'm aware I'm in for a fucking ride. Yeah, the other thing also I want to say is that we're going to try to be spoiler-free here, as Samariel has not yet read the comic. I'm a baby. You're a baby. We, we will be spoilery <laughs> up to the point at which we are in the yeah. comic. Yeah. I, I've just remembered something yeah. that I should give a shout out to from an earlier section. There have been a mm-hmm. couple of attempts at doing full voiceovers of Homestuck. Um, oh, yeah. I used to follow them. I think the one that I followed is now under the voiceover Nexus. I don't know if any of it's still available. Yeah. I do remember there being some like bizarre fandom drama that went on with that where one of the members locked the youtube account and made everything private so i don't remember if that resolved or not jesus so so let's read homestuck is on the youtube channel voxus um which is short for voiceover next okay it is still ongoing i think but but they got very far into it the last video was posted two months ago it was the last of the Act 6 Intermission 3 games, which, you know, it's an hour-long video because the game took a while to play. But it is a very good way to get into the comic. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's kind of nice to have it on in the background. More more of the podcast-type person. Um, it is an audio medium that has, as I recall, like, pretty decent voice acting and some yeah. interesting... Interesting stuff in terms of like fan in voices, like we'll we'll talk about this later, I'm sure, but there were definitely like sort of fan in voice traits for a lot of the characters. Interesting. We are now like reading this in 2021 and we can also project those by which clearly we'll say John Egbert has the voice of Griffin McElroy. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention is the Homestuck web browser. Yes, I I have it saved because I was like, this seems interesting. Yeah, the unofficial Homestuck collection. Yeah, so I haven't looked into it at all, but it makes me very excited because someone went through and saved all the Homestuck as it was like originally with the Flash and everything. Yeah, so uh, what it essentially is, because I was reading through this before we got started, mm-hmm. it's it's essentially you download a browser and then they have like a folder of all the different content and then you just run the content on that special browser that they've made. Okay. Yeah. I have not like looked into it all, but as someone who's like really enjoyed the experience of reading on the MSPA site, well, is nostalgic for reading on the MSPA site. I won't say I enjoyed it, uh, but... Yeah, like, it it just makes me, because there's something, even, like, the current site, like, looks similar and and kind of has a similar vibe, but, like, being on the old MSPA site, I don't know, it just kind of feels like going home in a sense, I guess, which is no longer accessible, right? Uh 
yeah, I, I actually have it open now and it does have sort of that nostalgic feel. It is missing a couple of things that it would have to be missing. Um, the, the like news section that went underneath the comic. So yes, I think it's a very cool project and I'm glad that there are like some serious archival work being done with this part of the internet. One other thing about Medium Quick, I don't know if this is true for like the first books that were published, but the the Viz Media books have an author's commentary running along like the bottom, which is like really cool. Okay, they are well-designed books and I'll probably talk about how I think the design of these books is cool in a later episode, but like there are spoilers in the author's commentary. So if your first time reading Homestuck, check it out online because it's how it was meant to be read. Yeah. I imagine when people were like, we're going to adapt this into a book, they spent a lot of time thinking about how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. In in the preface of the um, Topatico books, they do talk a little bit about that transition Hussey is very straightforward in the introduction to being like, okay, this is not the best way to do this, but if you're interested, I have done a lot of author commentary that may be interesting to you. Um, So, yes. Uh, Also, don't let me tell you what to do, but check if your library has these books first because owning them is a lot. (laughs) <laughs> and I have the first three Topodico books and like the shelf space required for the rest of it. I cannot imagine. I have half of the Viz Media books that have been published and I really enjoy them. But again, yeah, check with your libraries because libraries are great. Libraries are great, mm-hmm. you guys. We might be biased. A little biased. We're um, super biased. Two of us are English majors. One of us works for a library, you know. One of us was going to be a librarian and then chickened out because I'm not good at research. Lame. Someday I will go back for my master's. Do it. Someday. Live out my dream, Bastion. I'm going to quote some of Hussey's author's commentary from book four, which is to say, Homestuck is content made for a 21st century technology, which in the books you find directly in a 15th century format. Nice. Nice. Very good. On the topic of us being book people... Let's talk about literary theory, baby. Yeah, yeah. We've only been talking for 40 minutes without, you know, talking about critical approaches to the text. (laughs) Listen. We have been talking about emotional approaches, which I think is one form of criticism. True, yeah. We're, We're airing out our biases. All right. Let's talk about the academic approaches to the text then. As the person who is for this project, reading the books primarily, I want to talk about author's notes and death of the author, because I think it's really cool that Hussey cared enough to go through and write commentary for all these books that are coming out. Like, Homestuck is long. We haven't said that yet, but like, Homestuck is long. And the fact that he was like, yeah, I'll write author's commentary for this whole thing is pretty cool. And there's something to be said for death of the author, The work should stand on its own and you shouldn't need to know anything about author's intent or or what the author was thinking in order to appreciate a text, right? Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to be like the person here who like reads the author's commentary on the podcast because I think there's something that we lose then and I think it makes it easy for me to not bring my voice and opinions to this work. Mm -hmm. But occasionally there will be like, 
something that I think is interesting to point out that I haven't noticed that he points out in the author's commentary. And I want to be able to bring that here. Yeah. So, so the bit I'm going to talk about is sort of in the exact opposite direction, um, <laughs> which is sort of the idea of the, the postmodern approach to a text, especially as uh, sort of laid out by uh, Jacques Derrida when he said, there is nothing outside of the text, which is sort of a more context-forward uh, way of interpreting it, the text, where you have to understand all of the context of the author and the context of the genre, and like especially in a serially published work, the context of the response and how the text is influenced by the response to the text. And so... When we're talking about constructions of meaning, the text itself absolutely has to be and is interpretable on its own. But there is another level of interpretation that can be done when you're talking about the context around the text. The fandom and the fact that Obama was the Homestuck president. Homestuck went from <laughs> 2000 and... Uh, <laughs> four to 2016, basically. Um, I mean, so... it, I mean, it was like Obama was the Homestuck president. <laughs> so, um, th that all sort of influences the meaning of the text. I did also find another Derrida quote while I was doing the like research for this section. Um, which will be relevant in the risk course episode that we will inevitably end up doing. Um, <laughs> but the quote is, monsters cannot be announced. One cannot say, here are our monsters without immediately turning the monsters into pets. Um, so just put that in your back pocket. Hold on to that. It's going to oh. be relevant wow. later, I wow. swear. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Wow, that is okay. relevant for Riska. <laughs> That is that is one of the other names that I have heard. I don't know. I think that's one of the trolls, maybe? I don't know. Don't tell me if I'm right or not. Um, There's also Fletcher Wortman's commentary. Oh, on yes. Professor Fletcher Wortman. Um, I think he's a professor. I'm not sure. I, I'll definitely look it up. Um, but I've read bits and pieces of that commentary, and it's very good. But they only go through the second intermission, the end of Act 5, which is like half of the comic and a good place to stop if you don't want to commit to the whole thing. Um, Fair enough. And so I may also be drawing on that stuff, especially for like the the disability bit um, with some of the trolls. And yeah, but... Yeah. And then I will not be having any particular lens going into this. I mean, I'm going into this as a critical thinking literature graduate. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm, I got a pretty good mind. I, I like to think I'm very queer. So I'm sure I'll be looking through that lens just by nature of my bias. Be like, yeah, it's, we're, we're all pretty queer on here. <laughs> yeah, um, but, uh... but yeah, I, I, I tend to look at things i know i know we have it in the notes but this is genuinely how i tend to approach new media of sort of a four quadrant graph with two axes of bad as in i didn't like it and good as in i did like it bad as in well constructed 
or uh, good as in well constructed. And uh, so I, I fully intend on kind of feeling this out of like, how do I feel about it? Because it sounds like f- my already current general impression is that this is a very well constructed thing that exists because there are fucking so many people who adore it to bits. And, mm. and it sounds like the kind of thing that really knows how to use its medium well, um, which is always super fucking lovely. I love it when something takes advantage of the medium that it is in. Something like, yeah. you know, like the Magnus Archives was like built to be a podcast. Like, I love that. So I'm very yeah. excited to see how that goes. Um, yeah, I'm just going to kind of take it in as we go and... I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm kind of going in general reviewing. Yeah, Homestuck definitely hits all four of those quadrants. <laughs> okay. Do I have to make a quip about quadrants here? I thought about it and decided not to, but go for it. <laughs> are quadrants plot relevant? Quadrants are more relevant than you can imagine. There is more combinations of words in Homestuck than like in any other work, basically. It like if you throw a dart at a wall covered in words, like it's probably gonna be homestuck relevant. <laughs> um but it's not going to stop me from having reactions to it. <laughs> well, cause I, I've seen like it's become its own meme on Tumblr of the nature of humanity is that every so often someone reinvents homestuck. Well, the, the the one I see the most is it's like a guy with his eyes covered throwing a dart and the dart hitting the bullseye of a dartboard and then the text around it is accidentally making a Homestuck reference. Yeah. So. It's kind of like the monkeys typing on a keyboard thing, though, where like, yeah. if you put enough things together in enough random ways, you're going to make a reference. And also Homestuck puts a lot of things together in a lot of random ways. And so like. There's a lot in there because it's long. (laughs) Yeah. Returning to theory for just a moment. Hell yeah. I'm going to do my absolute best to find uh, Marxist interpretations of this text. But uh, (laughs) at at, at this preliminary stage, I have no idea what that's going to look like. Um, (laughs) But stay tuned. The other thing, right, is that I mean, we talked about this, but like it was a serial updating comic. Um, and so the audience changed from the beginning to the end. And because of that, there's kind of a shift in the way the story is told. Then also at the beginning, the characters are 13 and they are three years older when it ends. And and it like echoes that tone and shift, which is why I think people dislike the alpha kids more than they dislike the beta kids. Because the alphas are 16 years old and their friend group is permeated by all kinds of teen drama. And, like, who am I to judge them? I was a 16-year-old once. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, unfortunately, Unfortunately, that is true about all of us. (laughs) I guess that's a good thing, right? If Hussey wrote believable 16-year-olds that people were annoyed by and all their teen drama, it's like, that's good characterization right right there. Yes. But then again, I get annoyed by the 16-year-olds on Riverdale, and they're definitely not realistic. Uh, Well, yes, I suppose there are different varieties of annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) If I may, I would like to ask 
I, I was told to try to come up with some questions to ask you guys before we really get into things. And I, I couldn't really think of too many. I did poke a friend being like, hey, is there anything I should like look out for? And she gave me nothing. Although she did describe Andrew Hussey as terrifyingly brilliant. So that's something. Uh, the main thing I wanted to ask is like, is there anything that I should keep a lookout for? Like any kind of motifs or like something that like I should pay attention to more than other things? Or am I just going in full blind and will stumble into it when I get on to the other side? Yeah, I don't think there's anything you need to look for. Okay. Um, I will say it might be interesting for you to look at a lot of the media references early on um, sort of that are present just in the sort of background atmosphere of the comic um, because a lot of sort of foreshadowing and or inspiration is taking place there. I would say you should look out for arms and oil splotches throughout the background of the comic. All right. Will do. And then is there anything that you can compare this experience to? I already tried, right? Like, I haven't finished 17,776. But, like, there's definitely a comparison to be made there as a piece of media that can only be told online. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. I feel like comparing to other things with a big fandom is not helpful at this point Mm -hmm. because the Homestuck fandom has largely moved on. (laughs) Um, the comic isn't like it it ended (laughs) for sure thank goodness listen if i can thank the homestuck fans for anything it's their trial and error of cosplay tips because as uh, someone who had to figure out how to do some like different colored skin stuff there are so many people who are like i painted myself gray and here's what went wrong here's what not to do and i was like ah Brilliant. This will apply to my blue fairy makeup. Remember to seal your makeup. Seal your makeup, motherfuckers. The closest I've gotten to cosplaying Homestuck was just wearing my Hero of Breath shirt that I got. Nice. Which, like, now that I say it, sounds kind of cringe, but, like, I would buy that again and wear it. We're we're making the Homestuck podcast. Um, Yeah. I think cringe is pretty much out the door. No, Cringe has been here. Like, Cringe is invited. He's sitting on my lap. He's my best friend. And this is where we live now. Hell yeah. I don't really think I have anything to compare it to either. I will say that if you're looking for like a recent example of like the feeling of Homestuck and especially the feeling of like a Homestuck update, the supernatural debacle of November 5th. <laughs> Don't yeah. even talk to me about the supernatural <laughs> debacle. Okay, so y'all were, I was, I've been sitting here thinking about like, because you guys are like, oh, I was into this when I was in high school. And I was sitting here going, what was I into in high school? And the answer mm. was supernatural. Wow. And all of the shit that has. We really been- are just Tumblr kids, aren't we? Oh, uh, we're all Tumblr kids. Oh, fuck. <sighs> We were all shitty teens once, and will continue to be in spirit. All right, we're just about at the hour mark now. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah boy, down, we did probably. talk for an hour, huh? Hell yeah, yeah we, did. we also haven't seen each other in a long time. So. Yeah, there's, there's also- yeah, that's true. 
All right. Uh, should we do like social media promotions? Does anybody have Twitter? I would. I have I Twitter. Have... I was thinking about starting a Twitter account for this. Whatever I have Twitter, but I'm afraid to give it to people because I don't want them to tweet me spoilers. That's fair. Because yeah. the internet I... is awful. But I'll put I can. My, I'll put my Twitter. <laughs> Go. My Twitter is at ttam eight zero nine. I have Twitter. I haven't been on it since 2013. That's not true. I do also have a Tumblr. If you find it, don't. You didn't. <laughs> We all have tumblers. If you find them, I mean, Hell you yeah. found them, I guess. Just, like, just be cool, please. Be cool. Fucking be cool. Um, I can't, I'm, I'm not going to plug my Twitter because, again, I'm afraid of spoilers. But I will plug my upcoming Frankenstein project, which is currently in production right now. It's called The Franken Files. It'll be on YouTube. It's a bunch of video essays about the major media legacy of Frankenstein, and I discuss various adaptations, and it's super cool. Check it out. Hell yeah. Bastion, I found your Twitter. The most recent thing you posted is a picture of you and Sam cosplaying The Adventure Zone. Wait, yeah, I love that photo. Hell yeah. That closet taco cosplay was so good. I pulled all of that just from my closet. Of course, you had the right. That was one. so good. I uh, I miss that was free comic book day. Um, what was that? Twenty seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got tacos <sighs> dressed as Taco, and it was awesome. You pet a dog. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Magnus pet the dog. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. All right, I feel like I'm going to cut it now. All right, yeah, do it. Hey there, guys. This is Sam in post. One thing that we totally forgot to mention while we were recording this bit was that uh, this is kind of going to be hopefully like a read-along thing, kind of like a book club. And so if you want to keep up with us, where we'll be um, letting you know what pages to read before the next episode comes out, for this first upcoming episode, we're going to be reading Act 1 through page 135. So the command that you should see but not click on or not go to is John, press enter. This is through page 83 in the Viz Media Books. See you soon.